Hey! Hey! It's Rachel! It's Alexis! And welcome back to Flourishing, Flourishing in Faith! Hey, friends! Hello! Welcome back! Welcome back! We're back! We're back! Oh! Bluey. If you uh, For the audio, people, this is our little mic! It is! Isn't he so cute? His name is Bluey, because it's a blue... It's not a blue mic, but... It's just the brand. This is the brand's name. To call him Bluey. He was born that way. Was born that way. Anyways, but today we are on the topic of God's timing. Yes, His timing, and that's a big thing for people that are our age. Mm-hmm. Definitely, people that are into. The, I feel like this podcast is specifically related to women that are in the age range of like high school to like college, in that age range. And mm-hmm. this is a big, big hot topic. It can really be for like guys too so if you're a guy listening yeah hey this hey. is also for you you're included this you're is included this is unless we say otherwise unless we're like this is for women this Get is for away. women only <laughs> leave uh, so yeah yeah men this can relate to pretty much anybody because this is god's word and his word relates to every every minute when so men and women every minute women of the world <laughs> okay so we wanted to say that god sees you in the waiting i forgot to tell you about that he sees you he's seeing you in the waiting because a lot of his timing is waiting Mm -hmm. because his timing is not our timing nope nope Nope. unless we seek his timing then it is our timing you know yeah you know yeah you know (laughs) you get it you get it yeah but exactly like our 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 sense of time is very, very different than God's sense of time. Yes. So that's something to keep in mind while we're while we're talking about this. Yes. So you wanna start with first Peter? Off, yes. Uh, my first two verses are second Peter chapter three, verse eight and nine, and it goes right along with what you just said. Look at God. It says, But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness. But is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Wow. Hand clap for the word. Hand clap. Hand clap. And so I, I read in my commentary, Enduring Word, by David Guzik. It's Link's really right good. Here. Yes. Um, I really recommend it if you're having trouble like, understanding, um, because he like he takes it verse by verse, and he... He has a lot of wisdom. Really a lot cool. of wisdom. And, and there's not just one person that's talking to, because there's multiple people that talk yeah. in there, too. Yeah. It's like theologians that have, like, Like Spurge. 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 I love the Spurge. We love the Spurge. Um, and yes. I have some stuff from him in here, too. Let's Spurge. That. Spurge. So, what I got from my commentary, it's a quote from David Guzik. It says, What seems like forever for us is but a short time for God. Just, just as an hour away may seem to be an eternity for a child but a moment for an adult wow. and that makes a lot of sense that does make a lot of sense say it again it's a really good analogy like the last part the analogy part just an hour may seem to be an eternity for a child but a moment for an adult that's so true so what seems like years for us is like a day to god yeah and also so if you think about it um the reason why your childhood in your in your young years, um, like a year seems so long, because if you think about it, whenever you're like three, <clears throat> one year is one third of your life. 
and that's something <laughs> to cool to think about. And it's crazy. I mean, so now I'm six. I'm seventeen. One year is like one seventh of my life. So now, as so that's why whenever you get older, the years seem to go faster. Because what? you're getting because it's only like a small portion. So now every year's just smaller, smaller, wow. smaller Where did portion you of learn? your life. Where did you know that? I don't know. I just thought of it one day. I was like, wait a minute. That is crazy. I've never, ever thought of that. So if you think about it in the comparison to God's timing, like, that's similar to that. You think about that. Yeah. Very that similar. That blew my mind. Blew my mind when I, when I thought it. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so if you think about it, like it says in the Bible, like it says like a thousand years is like a, it's day. Like a day. It's like a day. A thousand years. And a thousand God's years eyes. is like a day is a day for us so whoa first of all whoa (laughs) whoa like (laughs) what does that mean that's only god i mean higher he's higher Mm -hmm. you know he knows he he's in charge of time so he is he's above it all definitely above it all and that is something to think about Mm -hmm. this is like a span of like because just try to wrap your mind try to wrap your mind around god's timing it's hard Mm -hmm. to but that gives you kind of like an out overview of like God's timing and how it's way different than, than our timing. Than way ours. different. Totally different paths. Yeah. I have a quote from Spurge. From the Spurge. <gasps> Spurge. So it says, All things are equally near and present to his view. The distance of a thousand years before the occurrence of an event is no more to him than would be the interval of a day. With God, indeed, there is neither past, present, nor future. He takes for his name the I am. He is the I am. I am in the present, I am in the past, and I am in the future. Just as we say of God that he is everywhere, so we may say of him that he is always. He is everywhere in space. He is everywhere in time. Wow. I love Spurgeon. And if you think about it, it's just so cool because he's right. He's the I am. Mm -hmm. So if we think about God um, with, like, our personal walk with him, like, He's, I am, he's got you. He's got you in the palm of your hand and you're waiting. Just like this. When you're when waiting. You're right here. You're right here. And you're waiting. He's got you right here. The sun is somewhere. It's, it's like right here. It's like I'm making me white, whiter. Does that help? Babe, I don't mean to call you babe. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like he is right there and you're waiting. He's holding you and you're waiting. And people think that God has rejected them. And they're waiting. Mm-hmm. He thinks that God, that people think that because God says not yet, or, because waiting, the term waiting, in God's eyes, is basically just not yet. Yeah. It, he's, if, he's, if he's promised to you that you're going to, say, have a future spouse, or say, if he's promised you that you are going to do this calling in this area of your life, and you haven't seen it come to fruition, that's a not yet. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's canceled out. No. Because he sticks to what he promises you. Yeah, just because it takes years doesn't mean God changes. Because it's still going to happen. Because he's sovereign. He doesn't yeah. change. Yeah. Um, and that's mo- really, really important to remember. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> that's just happening. So I wanted to read in Genesis. It's a little Bible story to get right. us going to kind of talk about how pe- people in Bible... I love, that's why I love reading Bible stories because... One, it's great because people in the Bible struggle with it, and they didn't have, they, this is like before Jesus, okay? This is very long ago, and if they struggled with it, I'm sure we do. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. So this is about Sarai, before she came to Sarah, <laughs> um, Sarai, and Hagar. 
and this is chapter 16. I'm just going to sum it up because this is basically what the whole chapter of 16. So, Genesis 16. And so, Sarai, she was barren. No children. She had no None. children. But Hagar, her maidservant, was there. And she was a little bit younger. A lot younger. So, at the time, Sarai was like 80-something. And she still hadn't had kids. Mm-hmm. And Abram was there, too. And Sarai was like, well, I'm mad at God, so I'm going to get Hagar to have intercourse with my husband and see if I can produce God's promise for me. Well, yeah. it is she conceived. So that happened. Was it, wasn't it, wasn't um, Abram's problem, it was hers. Mm-hmm. And it figured that out. And she became bitter and mad at Hagar for what her she did wrong and so but at the same time so she became bitter after that bitter and broken and mad at god mad at everything and then that leads us into genesis genesis 18 where she's literally laughing at god whenever he tells them that he has a promise that that she will be a mom and she's laughing at him she's laughing at god She's like, ha, yeah, right. She's like, yeah, right. She's like, "Uh uh-huh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to happen. I'm going to be 100 next year. Yeah, that's going to happen. Like, yeah. And she's mad. And I wrote this down. It says, most often the task of weight seems like rejection. And not yet is a promise. You have to hold on to that. Mm -hmm. And it's not, most of the time it seems like rejection. It seems like God's done you wrong. It seems like that, but it's just a not. It's just a not yet. And like people get confused with that. Mm-hmm. And also, if you remember, we're talking about a certain situation mm-hmm. about rejection. But rejection is protection. Protection is protection. Protection is protection. Protection is protection. <laughs> we're gonna throw a riot and a protest. Literally. So, so go come. watch our, our TikTok. Yeah, we, we made a TikTok. TikTok. So go watch that because you'll get the joke. Protection is protection. Alrighty. Mm-hmm. But it's so true. Because what if God doesn't give you your promise right now for a reason? And it is for a reason. Because he does every, I don't think anything's an accident with God. No. Everything has a reason. And so he, gives, he doesn't give you your, your promise right now. Because maybe he wants to prepare you for something. Maybe he wants to bring somebody in your life that will help you complete that promise. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, because like, say you, you're a genius to have kids. God's like, not yet. Well, you can't have kids by yourself. Right. Like, you know what I mean? God yeah. has to bring that spouse to you. And so it's just like rejection. The rejection of your timing is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, that, reje- that, that rejection is important. We have to reject our own timing. Um, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. And like when God promises you something, he's going to, if it requires you to have something so you can complete it, he's going to provide it for you. So he's he not will. like, I'm going to promise you this. But I'm not gonna give you what you need. To no, do. like that's just not gonna happen. That's not bad. No, he left you too much to do that. Um, I have. We're gonna go into Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes <gasps> chapter three, verses one through eight. We love Ecclesiastes. It makes me think. Makes me sound like I have a lisp. So we're going to read that real fast. Go ahead. It says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose, under heaven. 
A time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck what is planted. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain, and a time to lose. A time to keep, and a time to throw away. A time to tear, and a time to sow. A time to keep silence, and a time to speak. A time to love, and a time to hate. A time of war, and a time of peace. Wow. So there is a time for everything. And there's a purpose for those times, whether you see it right now or not. Mm. You can see it later, or you can see it, like, right while you're in it. But sometimes, like, everything is a process. Everything's you a process. You can't rush what God's promised you, because if you do, then you're stepping out of His will. Mm-hmm. And if He wants something to happen at a certain time, and He tells you that, and you just, like, mm-hmm. you shun it, then you're still, you're not obeying. Yeah. stepping out of obedience. And it's also like a lot of people in this day and age get impatient and they try to do God's work for him. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to work out. It's not going to work. So I'm going to give you a couple examples that I got kind of through my mind mm-hmm. recently. Like say you want a boyfriend. Say you want a husband in the future. But um, God's told you to wait and be patient for his time. But all you got, all you do around is flirt with other guys and or, or girls. Guys aren't here. Flirt with other guys and girls, and waste time knowing that you're not gonna, knowing that they're not their spouse, knowing that they're not your, um, or knowing that you're not supposed to be, doing supposed that to be with them, or knowing that God told you not to do that. AKA I've done that before. Um, everybody has. I mean, mm-hmm. but just stuff like that. That it's really, really. That's us going out of God's timing. Mm-hmm. It may look like, oh, everybody does that. We're just talking. Mm-mm. No, no, no. No, no, no. Nope. No. Nope. No. No. It's just no. a simple no. It is a no. Because no. also, that can lead you down a path of very bad things. One disobedience. One little disobedience is a, is is disobedience in general. It's You're just planting a seed of it, and then once it starts and you keep feeding it, it's gonna grow. Mm-hmm. And then it's gonna turn into a big old tree of disobedience and sin. And it's gonna take you forever to chop that thing down. Mm-hmm. So watch out. Watch out. Watch out. What you what you don't do. feed it. Don't feed it. Don't let it grow. Don't let it grow. Kill it. So I wrote down some things that maybe you may be waiting for. So like boyfriend. A job, a career, answers, healing, callings, um, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we want to know, but you know, this, that callings, civilly, are not overnight. Nope. No. I remember, um, sorry, were you done? No, yeah. Okay. I remember last summer, so yeah, last summer I was praying and wanting God to show me what I was supposed to do and everything that I wanted to see. I wanted it to happen in order right there every day like something new every day it <laughs> didn't happen because i stayed in the same place for a while before god finally told me to move and then once he did i was like yes yeah yes. like oh my gosh and so once i moved then i wanted everything to happen again mm-hmm. and then so eventually i learned and i'm still learning that not everything is going to happen like in the time that i want and like the way that i want to because like there's things that god has called me to do and I'll, I've wanted to do it the next day. And sometimes I've been able to do that, and other times I haven't. <laughs> Obviously, because I'm, like, I'm waiting to see, you know, when the timing's right. Yeah. 
for my divine appointment. And yes. um, it's waiting is fun because you like you know what's gonna come. It's just preparation. Yeah, that's what it is. It's it's, it's a just preparation, preparation process. Because waiting is not just the not yet season. It's not just sitting and like twiddling your thumbs. Yeah, I like to call it the not yet season because I oh, feel yeah. like waiting season is. It's, it's looked at in a negative way. Yeah, it's looked at. But a not yet season is more of like a, yeah, God's promised to me. I know it will happen. Just not right now. Just not yet. Not yet. Not yet is not a no. No, not yet is not a no. Not yet no. is a yes, but it's not in your timing. Right. But what I was about to say is um, we as Christians, like in our not yet season, it's for preparation. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it in that way, it can be enjoyable. Yeah. Because you know what God's preparing you for, and so you can be proactive in that time. Mm-hmm. Reading your Bible and getting all the information that you can get. Maybe even mm-hmm. going to small groups on Wednesdays. You know what I mean? Like really digging into community and digging into Christian, um, to the Christian community around you, and just learning all you can. And because God's called us, everybody, for something greater than we think we are called for. Mm-hmm. Because you maybe you may be a future pastor maybe a future um youth pastor or worship pastor but even if you're not even if you're just a nurse god has prepared you for a pl- yeah. for that place to do his amazing works for such a time as for this. such a time as this Woo. and so i just want to talk about how what we need what we need yes and to in order to do these things like in order to have the faith to be in our waiting and our not yet season because it's hard. But you know what this season requires? Faith. It requires Period. faith. Big faith. Jesus faith. faith. Crazy faith. Crazy faith. Um, and Rachel has some verses on the faith because yes. it's so important to know your faith and just grow mm. your faith. But being firm in your faith is really, really important. So, the the verses that I'm reading come out of Hebrews chapter 11. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to read the whole chapter because it's all full of, you know, promises and... It's full of promises that were fulfilled. By faith. By faith. By the, by the, um, the heroes of the faith. They had faith. faith. Obvi. And that's, that's how their promise came to be. Also faith. because God, duh. Duh. <laughs> So I'm going to read the first verse of chapter 11. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So, and then I'm going to go to verse 5. It says, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And then I'm going to go to verse 8. It says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Mm -hmm. And then, let's see. Oh, yeah. It goes goes so good. Verse 11. Which is amazing. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. So, remember the story that I just read earlier? That was Sarai, and this is Sarah, but same person. Um, 
she conceived because she had regained her faith in Jesus. Boom. I'm going to skip to um, verse 32 and then finish the chapter. All right. It says, And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell if to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, and stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of out of weakness were made strong, became become valiant in battle, turned to fight turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better res- resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and, scour- and scourgings. scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They, won- they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God, having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Wow. I love Hebrews 11. That's like Me too. We'll read Hebrews 11. We'll read Hebrews 11, the whole thing. So we didn't, we kind of skipped through. Yeah. But that's shown. If God has told you he will complete your promise, he's going to do it. He will. He loves you enough that he will. Mm-hmm. And that's just a fact right there. He's the not fact. a promise breaker. He's, he's not a, a promise no promise keeper. breaker. Not like the world. No. The world will, you know, they will just say, oh, promise, and then they'll, you know, keep their promise. Oh, pinky promise, and then they'll break it. But yeah. God doesn't do that. But it's God like has a forever pinky it's promise. Like you know how a pinky promise can turn to a kind of an infinity? Anyway, like this. Anyway, but that kind of, you know, I mean, that's Jesus' pinky promise. So, we love you. We want to encourage you in this season of waiting, because we both are in the season of waiting. I'm in a season of waiting. Rachel's in a season of waiting. Most everybody's in a season of waiting, especially in our age and day. <laughs> Hold on, there's something I'm trying to do. She's trying to create a, there you go, there you go. That's yeah. It. Is it? It's something, yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, we love you guys, and we will see y'all next. <gasps> there it is. Infinity. Infinity Vignon. Okay, anyway. We love you guys, and we'll see you next week. We love week. you so much. Thank you so much for the Follow support. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok, and we hit 200, 200 followers. on Instagram. Woo! Go, you guys. That's so exciting. Thank you so much. Thank you. We love you guys. Oh, we're so grateful. We love you. We love you so much. We will see y'all <laughs> next week. Next Follow us week. on Instagram and TikTok for daily content. Content Talking and about Jesus and encouragement for you during your week. Because yes. this is once a week, but we can talk to you about all the time on our Instagram. And, Period. And TikTok. We love you. We love you. Bye, guys. Bye.